0: The Fabulous 413 podcast is funded by Northeast Solar, homegrown in Hatfield, Massachusetts, and providing energy savings for their customers for over 10 years. Learn more at northeast-solar.com.
1: Welcome to the Fabulous 413. I'm Monty Belmonte. And I'm Kalise Smith. Later in the show for Live Music Friday, the very band you're hearing right now, Spouse, joins us just before their show tonight at Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. And our first
2: Tina Turner Memorial Wine Thunderdome in Franklin County, we join Dree Rawlings at the Ashfield Lake House to pit two of the restaurant's cellared wines against each other in a duel to the best.
1: But first, what to the slave is the 4th of July, a scathing speech delivered by abolitionist Frederick Douglass on July 5th, 1852 at an Independence Day celebration at Corinthian Hall in Rochester, New York. In the speech, the formerly enfl- enslaved Douglass cried out, the 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice. I must mourn.
2: Mass Humanities has been and will be presenting public readings of this famous speech, Reading Frederick Douglass Together. Events in the 413 for 2023 include in Holyoke, Northampton, Plainfield, Springfield, Longmeadow, and Hadley.
1: Leading the effort for Mass Humanities is Dr. LaToya Bosworth, who joins us in the studio. Dr. Bosworth is program officer for the Reading Frederick Douglass program at Mass Humanities. Toya, or Dr. Bos, as she's known in Western Mass, is taught as an adjunct professor in education and human services, She also led many community initiatives centered on mentoring, activism, and advocacy, for which she's received much recognition.
3: We're
2: also joined by several readers participating in events throughout Western Mass, including Javier Luengo Garrido. Javier is the organizing strategist for the ACLU of Massachusetts. Javier works with local and state elected officials advancing ACLU priorities. He was one of the lead people for the Yes on Four campaign, Right on, that secured the rights of immigrants to have access to driver's licenses in Massachusetts, which goes into effect in the Commonwealth tomorrow, y'all. So,
1: with all the Supreme Court stuff, it's been a busy week for Javier. Mm -hmm. We're also joined by Usman Power Green, Professor Power Green of History and Africana Studies at Clark University in Worcester, is on the board of directors of. Self evident education, who put on the Power of Truths Festival a couple of weeks, months ago now, maybe we had them on for that. He teaches a course on Frederick Douglass and anti slavery in Massachusetts for Mass Humanities Clemente program in Springfield. He also authored The Confessions of Matthew Strong, which follows. A Black Philosopher's Journey into the World of White Supremacy.
2: Anika Lopes is a seventh generation member of the first
1: Black and Afro Indigenous
2: families of Amherst. In 2019, Anika rejuvenated, oh my goodness, the initiative to find a permanent placement for the Civil War tablets with her mother. She was elected to the Amherst Town Council in 2021 and in 2022 founded the Ancestral Bridges Foundation to center the neglected and lesser known history of her ancestors who represent Black and Afro Indigenous history of Amherst through arts and culture, educational. Programming and economic opportunities,
1: and we're joined by Dr. Michelle Tony McComb, a community chaplain from Springfield, who wrote an essay for Mass Humanities called "Recognizing the Need for Civic Engagement" about her work as a volunteer at the Hampton County Sheriff's Community Enga- uh, Accountability Board. She also serves, uh, which helps to uh, prepare incarcerated visuals for reentry to the community. Tony has hosted reading Frederick Douglass together Springfield for the past two years, with the assistance of Martin Luther King Jr family services
2: a full panel of people
1: yes we had to move into a bigger studio because this is (laughs) you are officially the first ones ever to be live on the air in this studio with us so thank you all for joining us and we're also gonna have a big band in here later in the show (laughs) perfect time to get this studio online Uh, we've been talking about this uh, iconic speech from frederick Douglass, and we will talk more about it coming up but let's hear parts of the speech starting first with javier luengo garrido
4: Fellow citizens, above your national, tumultuous joy, I hear the mournful wail of millions whose change, heavy and grievous yesterday, are, today, rendered more intolerable by the jubilee shouts that reach them. If I do forget, if I do not faithfully remember those bleeding children of sorrow this day, may my right hand forget her cunning, and may my tongue clip to the roof of my mouth, to forget them, to pass lightly over their wrongs, and to shine in with the popular theme would be treason, most scandalous and shocking, and would make me reproach before God and the word. My subject then, fellow citizens, is American slavery. I shall see this day and its popular characteristics from the slave's point of view, standing here, there, identified with the American bondman making his wrongs mine, I do not hesitate to declare with all my soul that the character and conduct of this nation never looked blacker to me than on this 4th of July. Whether we turn to the declarations of the past or to the professions of the present, the conduct of the nation seems equally hideous and revolting. America is false to the past. False to the present, and solemnly binds herself to be false to the future. Standing with God and the crutch and bleeding slave on this occasion, I will, in the name of humanity which is outraged, in the name of liberty which is fettered, in the name of the Constitution and the Bible which are disregarded and trampled upon, there to call in question and denounce. With all the emphasis I can command, everything that serves to perpetrate slavery, the great sin and shame of America, I will not equivocate. I would not excuse. I will use the severest language I can command. And yet, not one word shall escape me that any man whose judgment is not blinded by prejudice or who is not at heart a slaveholder shall not confess to be right and just.
2: Annika Lopes.
3: What, to the American slave, is your 4th of July? I answer, a day that reveals to him, more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty, an unholy license, your national greatness, swelling vanity. Your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless. Your denunciations of tyrants, brass-fronted impotence. Your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery. Your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings with all your religious parade and solemnity are to him mere bombast, fraud, deception, impiety and hypocrisy. A thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages.
1: Dr. M. Tony McComb.
5: There is not a nation on the earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are these of these United States at this very hour. Go where you may, search where you will, roam through all the monarchies and despotisms of the old world, travel through um, South America, search out every abuse. And when you have found the last, Lay your facts by the side of the everyday practices of this nation, and you will say with me that for revolting barbarity and shameless hypocrisy, America reigns without a rival. Dr. LaToya Bosworth.
6: You invite to your shores fugitives of oppression from abroad, honor them with banquets, greet them with ovations, cheer them, toast them, salute them, protect them, and pour out your money to them like water. But the fugitives from your own land you advertise hunt, arrest, shoot, and kill. Fellow citizens, I will not enlarge further on your national inconsistencies. The existence of slavery in this country brands your republicanism as a sham, your humanity as a base pretense, and your Christianity as a lie. It destroys your moral power abroad. It corrupts your politicians at home. It saps the foundation of religion. It makes your name a hissing and a byword to a mocking earth.
7: Uzman Power Green. Allow me to say in conclusion, notwithstanding the dark picture I have this day presented of the state of the nation, I do not despair of this country. There are forces in operation which must inevitably work the downfall of slavery. I, therefore, leave off where I began with hope. While drawing encouragement from the Declaration of Independence, the great principles it contains, and the genius of American institutions, my spirit is cheered by the obvious tendencies of the age. Nations do not now stand in the same relation to each other that they did years ago. No nation can now shut itself up from the surrounding world and trot round in the same old path of its fathers without interference. The far-off and almost fabulous Pacific rolls in grandeur at our feet. The celestial empire, the mystery of ages, is being solved. The fiat of the Almighty, let there be light, has not yet spent its force. No abuse, no outrage, whether in taste, sport, or avarice, can now hide itself from the all-pervading light. The iron shoe and crippled foot of China must be seen in contrast with nature. Africa must rise and put on her yet unwoven garment. Ethiopia shall stretch out her hand unto God, and in the fervent aspirations of William Lloyd Garrison, I say and let every heart join in saying it. God speed the day when human blood shall cease to flow and every clime be understood, the claims of human brotherhood and each return for evil good, not blow for blow.
1: The powerful words of Frederick Douglass, What to the Slave is the Fourth of July, which will be read in several readings throughout the course of this weekend through the Fourth of July next week and beyond, read by... Usman Power Green Latoya Bosworth Javier Luengo Garrido Anika Lopes and Tony McComb we're going to take a little break and then we're going to decompress and we're going to discuss <laughs> why these words that were said by us Frederick Douglass so long ago still resonate today
2: you're listening to The Fabulous 413 on NEPM none of us are free oh, none of us
1: Welcome back to the Fabulous 413. I'm Monty Belmonte, And I'm Cleese Smith. And we are joined in the studio by the uh, almost the largest number of guests we've ever had in our in a, a, a new studio. Because <laughs> we also have the band Spouse coming up later in the show, which will be excellent. But we're joined by Dr. LaToya Bosworth, Javier luengo Garrido, Usman Power Green, Anika Lopes, and Dr. Tony McComb. Uh, and uh, Dr. Bosworth, you're from Mass Humanities, and you're the presenting sponsor of these events that are being read throughout uh, massachusetts really and we're focusing on the 413 That is the, is the want of this show uh, and as we mentioned there'll be readings uh in certain places throughout the valley uh including springfield Longmeadow, northampton hadley hadley why is this something that is important for mass humanities to get behind and to sponsor throughout the commonwealth
6: oh great question well i think if you turn on the television <laughs> at any point in time um <laughs> especially more recently that um we know why it's important to talk about that speech. in it, Frederick Douglass is really um, calling America out um, for all, on all its principles that it supposedly stands for, and then kind of saying, like, hey, what about us? Um, are you really sticking to what it is that you say you represent? And um, hosting these readings and all having these readings all over Massachusetts really provides an opportunity for all of the residents of the Commonwealth to really think about uh, where we stand with that, especially with uh, there's such being such a rise in intolerance and really currently a threat to our democracy. So it's really important for us to have have those conversations. And really start to figure out how we're going to handle this this problem that is not going away.
2: <laughs> you mean that same question that we've been asking since the speech originally came out? Yes, and since before. forever.
6: <laughs> since, <laughs> since forever, since the establishment of our country. One Absolutely.
2: Of the, one of the beautiful yet terrible things about this speech is how it has never
1: lost its relevance. Mm-hmm.
2: But that's...
1: How anyway. long has Mass Humanities been sponsoring these readings?
6: So Mass Humanities has been sponsoring our readings all throughout the state since 2009. Uh, it was definitely taking place before that, more so um, all over the Commonwealth. Boston was one of the huge ones that was was hosting it, and that was sort of the inspiration for us creating a program that would support other nonprofits and organizations in hosting. Excellent.
1: And uh, Professor Uzman Power-Green, you've been teaching a course in, in Frederick Douglass and in this speech, Yep. Um, tell us what students of today how they react when they hear parts of the speech when they learn about the work of Frederick Douglass.
7: Yeah, well, you know, just to sort of you know contextualize the speech. I mean. The, the, the course I'm teaching on Douglas uh, and anti-slavery in Massachusetts is a part of the Clemente course in the humanities, uh, which is you know sponsored by mass humanities uh, and specifically here in Springfield the Martin Luther King Junior uh, Community Center and, and Services. So you know I've had the pl- privilege of working with um, you know mostly adults who uh, enrolled in the Clemente course and then enrolled in this sort of summer course which looks at Furry Douglas and tries to provide context right for the speech. We have the speech it's fantastic. Um, but you know, over the last you know six weeks, we've been digging into Douglas's narrative and trying to understand his life uh, and what would bring him to this moment uh, in terms of fame, uh, after his narrative came out in, in 1845, right? So by 52, and uh, it's been an incredible experience. And we are eager to share some of what we learned uh, doing research for the course, uh, actually at the event that's taking place uh, Tuesday in Springfield. So we're really excited about that.
2: So who from Massachusetts of Massachusetts abolitionists? was influential on how this speech came about how this speech sounds
7: well you know one can't miss william lloyd garrison's reference at the end of the speech You know, at this time Just
2: throwing names out well you know it, it's you know
7: i, I was going through the speech to see what other names he mentions but you know the truth is by this point in 1852 douglas and garrison their relationship had soured so i mean it's interesting to think um, that Douglas will, will sort of name in the actual speech William Lloyd Garrison when by 52, uh, you know, really in 1850, they really parted ways uh, in terms of their approach to it, uh, but obviously not influence, uh, which is what your question was, and, and which was the segment that, um, you know, that, uh, that I mentioned at the end, how it, how it concludes. So actually it concludes with Garrison's words, which is you know, sort of, a, I guess, a, a nod to Garrison, a tad.
1: <laughs> Anika Lopes, who has been part of, whose family has been part of the Amherst community for an awfully long time. Does, it, does your family stretch back to the time of this actual speech?
3: Uh, absolutely. Thank you. Actually, um, a, a history that I share with LaToya, my great, great and great, great, great grandfather were both enslaved on the same plantation as Frederick Douglass um, in Maryland and then all arrived in Amherst to uh, share a community. And so, you know, it's really just amazing. This this speech speaks to the nation as much today as it did the day that it was written, maybe even more so in ways, shame on us for being so far away. Um, But yes, it has just really been an honor to be connected to uh, that history and really being a part of uplifting that lesser known uh, history, which has, you know, oftentimes been co-opted at best, uh, erased at worst, and just really be able to highlight um, Frederick Douglass and his role around um, the region.
2: In bringing this speech to the public and having readings of it, have you been? Have you encountered that sort of American disconnect between what is comfortable and what needs to be done that is right?
3: Absolutely. Have you had, had
2: pushback to... from it from it happening as an event?
3: Mm. So,
2: Dr. Latoya so, no. Bosworth from Mass. Too many mics in the room. Too yeah. Many. yeah, it's a, it's a.
6: Thankfully, it is a rarity. um, But we have had that in some towns and places uh, where people sort of dissent to having this um, event. And so something that we're always looking out for. So as a part of um, promoting the events, we actually have a sort of event safety guide that was created, as well as a trauma-informed uh, discussion guide, which helps us to kind of prepare for that and respond to that as best as possible.
1: Javier Luengo Garrido, who uh, is one of the readers in the studio with us, and as I mentioned before, is also part of the ACLU. Um, I'm sure this week, with all of the Supreme Court decisions, has been a busy week for the Uh, ACLU, as well as the implementation of the uh, immigrant driver's license reform that will go into effect tomorrow. Do you feel like as someone who is working within civil liberties professionally that we have how far have we come along from this speech that you'll be reading from that Frederick Douglass wrote?
4: You know, it's it's sort of complicated. Right. Because I came to the U.S. 14 years ago Uh, before I came from Chile. Right. And until coming here, I was not cognizant that if I was stopped by a police officer, my hands should not leave the steering wheel. Mm. I was not cognizant of that until I came here. I was not cognizant that any sudden movement can be used pretty much in a pretty violent way. So, uh, you know, that was a wake-up call for me when I came to the U.S. And all of a sudden, understanding and starting learning about all what has been happening with the U.S. and how that... Many, many times we're seeing all these signs that people are willing either to dissociate from what happened or plainly try to rewrite history it has been concerning. When we were asked this week to, to to choose a section of the speech was right after the uh, the uh, frame of the action decision. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and the one that I chose uh, this section, America is false to the past, falls to the present and solemnly binds herself to be false to the future mm. rings so real right now, right? Uh, when our, co- our actual context is so charged with violence, with targeting of immigrant communities, people of color, um, the, the Dobbs decision, the affirmative action decision are just manifestations of a system that is trying to protect itself And all these sort of systems protecting themselves make up to a pretty big challenge for the people here in this room to be able to move and create conscious about what's going on. Also, I have to say, in previous years, when when I have seen the readings in around Western Mass, I have always felt conflicted because many times, uh, you know, June is the is the month of budgets in cities. And all of a sudden, we're seeing all these cities upgrading and going up with police budgets. And all of a sudden, a couple of weeks after, all those people protecting these budgets that keep criminalizing our communities are reading this. There is a there is a disconnection. And I think that uh, being able to have the work that people are doing here, people in Yamas are doing, people in, 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 at Dart University, are doing to to keep the sense and to keep the notion what is this for and that is as relevant as it was so many years ago. It's, it's fundamental.
1: We're having a discussion about the Frederick Douglass speech, "What to the Slave Is the Fourth of July," which will be read in communities all throughout Western Mass: Holyoke, Northampton, Plainfield, Springfield, Longmeadow, and Hadley. You can find some of all of the locations through Mass Humanities website. Uh, Dr. Tony McComb, you work with Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services right here in Springfield and Mason Square, and Doc, uh, Professor Power Green was talking to us about Clemente scholarship and how that will factor into it. Tell us a little bit about that program and how that ties into this these speeches. Well,
5: Clemente, um, the program is through Mass Humanities, and the courses are held um Located at the Mass Mutual, I'm sorry, Mass Mutual. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> My mind just went not, somewhere else. No, not, far <laughs> from the Mass not far from the Mass <laughs> Mutual building at the Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services Center. Um, currently, they're being held online since COVID. But when they reconvene in house, that's where they will be held and. Um, MLK Junior Family Services has been a big supporter of those classes. I am actually a graduate from the second graduating class of that and was actually a student of yes, Professor Power, yes. Power yes. Green. Tell us
1: about those classes. What kind of cla- what, what are you learning in those classes?
5: Uh, you get a history lesson, mm-hmm. which is taught by Professor Power Green. Mm-hmm. Um, There's art studies where we actually go down to the Springfield Museums, and we actually have gone to Boston on field trips and gone to various museums and seen the artifacts, writing, literature, and um, that's pretty much the studies that we have, cognitive thinking, and they're two nights a week for about two hours a night, it's a lot of writing. But it's good and it's a good opportunity for anyone who's been unable to afford to go to college for any reason or may not have had the time. We have a like as Professor Power Green said, there's mm-hmm. a lot of older students who take the courses, people who have raised families and weren't able to go to college went right out of high school and they're coming back now and continuing on with their education with the opportunity also to go to Holyoke Community College through Bard and actually earn an associate's degree. And now you have your PhD. I have a ThD. ThD. Okay. Yes. That's amazing,
1: though. It's still amazing. I mean, this is incredible. And thinking about you know the affirmative action decision and all of these opportunities that sometimes are lost, that this speech continues to resonate, and that all of your participation in it and putting the words of Frederick Douglass out into uh, the four one three is mo- most appreciated.
2: Even if it's still upsetting that these words are still true.
1: (laughs) Be thinking about it as you go into Fourth of July weekend. And perhaps you'll uh, attend one of these readings in Holyoke, Northampton, Plainfield, Springfield, Longmeadow, and Hadley presented by Mass Humanities. And
2: if you're not able to get to one of those readings, Mass Humanities on their site has the full speech that you can read on your own. I highly suggest that you do so. There's a lot of annotation around on the Internet, but they have the full speech there so you can read the whole thing. Well worth it.
6: Dr. Latoya Bosmer. Yeah, we also have a an online uh, version of it. We created a video last year, um, and it was uh, folks from all over Massachusetts, uh, legislators, educators, and we all kind of came together and created a video as well. Henry Louis Gates is also uh, featured in the video as well. So we created an online version as well. So that's available on our website and on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. And it's at masshumanities.org.
7: Yeah, no, you know, I Professor Power to, Green? yeah, I just want to just sort of point out that I think that one of the reasons why the speech is so relevant is exactly because of the irony in the speech. Mm-hmm. Right. And so just, you know, thinking about what Javier mentioned about seeing people sort of who aren't sort of aware of the irony of them reading the speech. <laughs> given some of their sort of views about, you know, all sorts of topics, you know, I think that's what makes it so valuable, actually. Right. Yeah. Because some people, yeah. you know, people talk about figures in black history. And, oh, this person is so great, but they don't even know what they actually say in their mm-hmm. critique. Mm-hmm. And so to have you know, a person of, of Douglas stature uh, offer such a uh, uh, an important uh, and also timeless, apparently, uh, examination of the United States really resonates with Justice uh, Jackson wrote in her dissenting view, which very much vibed off of the history of race relations in the country. So to me, yep. uh, those who are interested who are listening, you know, read at least you know, at least Justice Jackson's, uh, dissenting view, and then go read Douglas and think about a bit about the ways in which um, you know, our Supreme Court justices, some of them, understand the relevance of these issues uh, to this day and the importance of it. So, all
6: right, Professor, give him
7: some homework. Yo, no, you know I, I gotta to do that. It. Okay. What I was about I know, to say, right. he's giving homework. Say. <laughs> this is life. <laughs> <Same> theory, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> our
1: day. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, you can check out more at masshumanities.org. A huge thank you to Dr. Latoya Bob. Osward, Javier Luengo Garrido, Professor Usman Power Green, Anika Lopes, and Dr. Tony McComb. Thank you all so much.
2: Thanks. Soon, thank we'll you. hear the band that made our theme song, including perhaps the full
1: song. Spouse joins us in the studio. And up next, we'll take the wine thunderdome to Franklin County with Dr. with Doctor Dre with Rawlings of Asheville Lakehouse, including their delicious improbable salad. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on NAPM.
3: The
0: Fabulous 413,
1: you're not all bad. is taking one of our Fabulous 413 stickers and putting it up on the Ashfield Lake House A that is right behind the bar, right above a note that says, you're not all bad. It just so happens that the color of the font in the you're not all bad makes it look like that is our new slogan. (laughs) And maybe it is now.
8: The Fabulous 413, you're not all bad.
1: We are at the bar the Ashfield Lake House on the Ashfield Lake in Ashfield and this is a bunch of firsts for us here in the Tina Turner Memorial Wine Thunderdome because this is our first Franklin County Wine Thunderdome
2: we've been trying so hard for so
1: long we put out many offers this is our first restaurant wine list Thunderdome and this is our first female fronted wine Thunderdome what's your name purveyor of the Ashfield Lake House Dree Rawlings,
0: you always make me sound like a jerk. So I what do have, you mean? <laughs> I try to have like a voice that feels very
1: calm. You're never calm, so I why would you try calm. to have a voice I that has that calm. sounds very calm? And I know. know. Dree's had amazing wine lists over the years that she's been at the helm of the Ashfield Lake House. Here, I did a column for the Valley Advocate once about it was all female winemakers that she was featuring on the list, 100% of the list. She's a wine snob with a good palate, and she wants to do our wine, Thunderdome, in brown paper bags like the folks at Nee James did in Lenox where we're wine
2: tastings are the best. Yeah,
1: we'll blind taste it, we'll tell what we like about each one, we'll try to guess what it might be, and then we'll decide which one we like best. Two wines enter, one One wine leaves.
8: Two men enter, one man leaves.
1: Just pour them. You didn't even need to put them in bags. You could have just poured them under the counter where we so can't see. I'm just going
0: to say close your eyes for a second. Okay. okay.
1: I can hear the glug glug. I can also hear Chris Rawlings, other partner here at Ashfield Lake Lakehouse, weed whacking outside. Come here and look at his incredible stone designs, patios, walkways.
2: I smell things in front of me so have been- my eyes. Are we ready? You have been served. Thank
1: you. You come from an art background, too, which is what I love. You and Chris both went to RISD, right? Yes. And then you bring that sort of artistic touch to all the things that you do here at the Lake House. Um, you mean
0: the Fun Palace?
1: The Fun Palace, as somebody came <laughs> and declared it the other day.
0: This summer, I am just pulled the pin out. We're here Friday through Sunday night. Apparently, I get information that we're secret-opened. Fine with that. <laughs> all the good people have been finding us.
1: You called it Queer Cheers. <laughs>
0: That was actually, I'm going to give the credit where it's due to public Emily, Emily Lichter. She was the first one to hashtag Queer Cheers. We need to make (laughs) Asheville
1: Lakehouse shirts with the Cheers font that says Queers on it. I want that shirt. (laughs)
0: I want that shirt. I think it's happening.
1: All right. Well, what are you smelling in the first wine that we've been poured here at the lake house?
2: Any other white that we've had? It's richer. There's a little bit of honey, but like it's there's a fruit note in here that I can't put my finger on, and I really like it. It's like deep and musky.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say musk melon is the fruit that I get, and definitely honey.
2: Oh, I like this.
1: I like it a lot too.
2: This is fun.
1: Hmm. But would I be able to blind taste what variety, grape, or grapes it is, and what region? This is not. A wine from the United States.
0: This is the most fun that I've had in so long. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you
1: run a fun palace? Even though I, a... I
0: work in a fun palace.
1: <laughs> it's very aromatic and perfumey. Mm-hmm. I quite like it.
2: Would you say sexy?
1: Very sexy. Well, it is pretty the musk sexy. The melon gives it the sex. It's
2: very, well, it's, this wine is curvy. I don't want to necessarily say feminine, but like, it is like really you like- You can say
0: femme. Why not? So do I have to tell you guys oh. what this is? And, not oh, yet. Wait till the end. end. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait till the end. So I we, end. Love it. Now we want to
1: taste the second one. Yes.
0: Eyes closed again.
1: Okay. We yeah. can open our eyes? Yes. Oh, This one's pink. Smells very rich.
2: You know what this smell reminds me of? Service berries.
1: Oh, yeah, we were just looking at the service berry tree out
2: in front of New England public media. They're edible if the birds haven't eaten all of them. And they taste kind of between strawberry and a blueberry. No. It's really, it's really nice. No, I don't know what they are.
1: I like this a lot. I think this is a rosé of Tempranillo.
2: Really? Yeah. It seems drier than that. This is gonna sound so terrible. It has a very pleasant glue thing happening on the nose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dree and I have the same laugh. We, <laughs> both, we both cackle <laughs> like witches.
0: We really do. <laughs>
1: I have been in an audience at a play and somebody thought Dree Rawlings was there.
2: Isn't that amazing?
0: Because it was me laughing.
2: <laughs> and vice versa. Not me.
1: You know I'm in the building. Yeah, everybody knows when Khalid's there, the laughing starts. And that's a great thing.
0: You can't come into the fun palace and not <laughs> cackle like an a-
1: There is a beautiful beach out here that I've spent many a day on. like yes. Hanging out right next to the lake house. You were up in some room. Oh, I was while in I was the at, office. Well, I was out there with the uh, acclaimed actor Corbin Burnson to, fat bald white men talking to each other topless on a beach and then I get a text from Dre Rawlings of me talking to him and I was I like I was
0: like you just might want this
1: never me. share this
0: I was, I was like this didn't happen <laughs> I didn't recognize him. Mm. He was like super low key, but the bartender at the time came running in the back and is like, "Uh, uh, uh," like, couldn't like talk. I was like, what's happening? (laughs) She was like, the the guy from, the guy from Psych. And I was like, oh wait, he was on uh, LA Law.
1: Yep. Because I'm
0: like, I'm like, I'm old. I was like, oh, my kids watch Psych. They love that. My kids like, I text them maybe in an hour later, I'll get like some response. Mm -hmm. I texted them. I was like, hey, that guy from Psych is here. Three seconds, my phone was buzzing off the counter. (laughs) They're like, block the exits. We're on our way. (laughs) He also said that we have a better tuna melt than the ivy in LA. Well, hello. All
1: right, shall we revisit the wines one more time? Mm -hmm. There is a white that is very honeysuckle, honey y, very femme, very curvy, very sexy, and a rose that I think is stank in the best way.
0: I feel like this is Clue.
1: Yes, it is. It's Colonel Mustard. Yes.
0: In the
3: kitchen.
7: With Guava. You were jealous that your husband was sh Yvette. That's why you killed him, too.
3: Yes, I did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it flamed, flames on the side of my face. Is it German? Nope.
1: Is it then French? No. This is it American?
3: No.
2: But it definitely feels either Mediterranean or New Zealand.
1: I don't think New Zealand. I still feel Mediterranean. Is it Mediterranean? No. Oh, oh.
2: is it not? Okay.
1: Not How many
0: wrongs do you, do you <laughs> get before I tell you what information? We get all the wrongs. Information? Oh, I love this so much. How do I not know about this show? <laughs> <laughs>
2: We've
1: only really been on for four months. <laughs> Okay, it's not the Mediterranean. It's not Germany. It's not France. You didn't call South America. Is this Pinot Grigio? It's
0: Italian! It's Italian! Mediterranean. Oh, it is! I'm sorry, but, yeah. you know, I was <laughs> but as soon as I said no, I was like, oh, wait, that's wrong.
1: I guess technically it could be not Mediterranean if it's in northern Italy.
0: <laughs> Am I bringing it out of the Bring back? Bring it out! Yeah! Verona!
1: Garganega Veronese. So, uh Verona is, I would have to say, is close enough to the Mediterranean. Okay! To call hey. Mediterranean. So you nailed it!
0: Val okay. From Valpolicella, uh, 2,500 bottles produced, so, like, very tiny. Quercia laboriosa is the laborious oak and it was named by the daughters of the winemaker in tribute to their late mother who founded the estate
1: beautiful How cool, right mm-hmm.
0: it's like it's a little bit electric, it's
8: electric. Mm-hmm.
0: this is the wine that when someone's like I want you have natural wine here I want to try something that might be gross and I'm like well, <laughs> this is like what I will give to babies yeah. because it is fun and uh, two are over 21. Yes,
1: not literal
3: babies.
0: No. New to the like, low intervention wine yeah, scene. like people in buzzwords. But also I want things to be delicious. It's not about a dare. It's about having a good experience. There's nothing wine. gross
1: about it. No. no. It's delicious.
0: It's delicious.
1: Wine number
2: two guesses. It's a rosé. I know why you think it's Tempranillo. I'm not sure I agree. Okay.
1: But this could also be Italian because I said Spanish or Italian. There's a funk. Spain and Italy both smell like leather jackets to me. I'm sticking with Tempranillo. But I would also say it could be a rosé of Bese.
2: I would take that.
1: <coughs> Dree Rollins from the Asheville Lake House. Wine number two I is because
2: like there's a tiny little bit of spice on this one.
0: Willamette Valley Maloof Pinot Gris. Oh! What?
1: This is not Pinot Gris.
0: What? Yeah, it One hundred percent.
2: Oh my god!
1: This is a trick. Yeah, it we've is. been had.
2: I love the Pacific Northwest yeah. as a region. Yeah. Just in general, such cool things happen there. I would never have guessed this. Came from there. But the service berries make a lot more sense now. It's not service berry, it's Loganberry.
1: Pinot Gris is usually not red at all. It's like Pinot Grigio. Um,
2: this is such a
1: cool wine.
2: It is a spectacular wine.
1: Very weird, very cool. I'll wait until we actually judge. Well, I'm ready. Okay, it's this one. It's that one for me, too.
2: And we
0: say this it's, one. And, this too, one,
4: we're on the right. yeah, it's, we're
2: pointing. It's, it's the one from Oregon, like that one. The Pinot Gris. Yeah, the Pinot Gris. Like, this wine is constantly surprising. What the hell? I mean, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still kind
1: of dumbfounded by Malouf. it.
0: Malouf. These winemakers, it's husband and wife and another partner in the winemaking, and- I'm
1: totally open with that, yeah. <laughs>
0: It's consensual. Good. What um, so would hope? They're minimal intervention. They're kind of hot right now. I did and not know that so. Pinot Gris
2: was a was a red
1: grape. The, it's gray, gris. Right. But every expression of Pinot Gris that I've had has been a white wine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Almost all juice comes out of almost every grape, clear, and then and you its make contact
2: it contact with skin. Right. That it. gives you the color. I genuinely did it. not know that Pinot Gris had red skin. This wine is like
1: genuinely fascinating. Because a weirdness because of the Not- queerness of it. <laughs> Queer it. And queer cheers. Where everybody knows your name. I think this is definitely a good one Accidental to choose. Accidental pride wine, I'm for
0: it. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, me
1: too.
0: But what I'm also taking away from this experience is that you think both of these are dope. Yeah, yep. no, they're both great. <laughs> both of these wines, I super want to gas up. Violette Imports in Cambridge, Amazing Family Biz and being run now by Sophie. Who is the daughter, and she is actually coming here at the end of July, and we're doing a dinner with her wines. Ooh. So that's hot stuff because both of these that you loved are from her, and her book is really white hot.
1: Book in wine terms means the the wines she has to sell. It's not like she wrote a book about wine. I Maybe
5: mean, she might.
1: It's Live Music Friday, and we've got the largest and loudest band that we've ever had for Live Music Friday in the studio, who just so happens to do our intro music, Spouse.
2: Yeah, they're here before their show at Gateway City Arts this evening. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on (laughs) NAPM.
1: Do you hear that music? That was one of the first things we decided upon as the Fabulous 413 was forming. Who locally could we use for music to typify what we love about this place that we live? And unanimously and without any dissent or even conversation, frankly.
2: I believe, like, I basically said, we should use this song, and you said, "Okay,
1: I love it." It's one of the bands that we don't want to play favorites, but but they're
2: kind of one of my favorites. That's kind of one why of my favorites. I can't favorites. intro this band because I have no chill.
1: <laughs> and this band is called Spouse. They are playing at Gateway City Arts in Holyoke tonight. We are joined by Jose Ayerve, JJ O'Connell, who's making his second appearance on Live Music <laughs> Friday. But with
2: slightly more of a drum this time. Yeah, last yeah. time
1: he stole a box out of the out of the hallway. This and time up... we get a tambourine. We get a tambourine <laughs> with brushes. <laughs> Uh, Mark Seedorf and Ken Murray. let's hear the theme song. What's, what's it called, Jose? This is called Relocation Tactics off of the album of the same name. Thanks.
8: I want it back when I move to another town If I don't need it anymore What's the point? Why not get used to it gone? I ride the bounce while you steer away from all the mess Inside this space I might as well Hold both hands to my head I pull away You pull away We could collapse From the weight of all the chains that we attach and we try to miss the train that jumps the tracks.
4: I ride
8: the fence while you steer away from all the mess inside this space. I might as well just hold both hands till my head. I pull away, you pull away. It breaks my heart To see You turn away Can I Live without your sight Cold It's warmth without your touch I Could use a little love Myself above the crown. Throw myself back in the sun. I miss you like a memory cell. Until you hang around, I'm leaving instead. Don't shake me when I'm feeling. Stand back while I do this myself Only if I cancel this quest I move on but I can't confess I miss you like the memory says
1: Live music Friday with the band playing Gateway City Arts in Holyoke tonight. Spouse, Jose Ayerbe, J.J. O'Connell, Mark Seedorf, and Ken Murray. Jose, for those who not unlike Kalisa and I, uh, haven't been obsessing over you for decades. (laughs) How long have you all been a band together?
9: Um, uh, we Spouse dates back to about 1993, 94, 95. So that would
1: make this an auspicious 30-ish year anniversary, right? Uh, and we'll keep it an auspicious. <laughs> um, uh, there's been
9: uh, there's been a wide sort of rotation of musicians that I've been, uh, for lack of a better word, blessed to work with, and um, the current configuration. Ken and JJ's involvement in the band dates back to about 1999 when we were recording um, and uh, playing some shows in support of Nozomi. And um, Mark uh, came on board around 2017, 2018 with the release of our EP, Sell the Silver, which we did with, uh, with uh, local legend Peyton Pinkerton. And, um, and then there have been a ton of other musicians that have been involved and are still involved in the, the collaboration for the recordings and stuff. And they're kind of dispersed all over the country.
2: And you put out an album this year, yes?
9: Um, yes. Did we? Yes, we put out an EP <laughs> with the original with the original members of the band called Nightjar. Um, so Spouse started a, when I was a student at Bowdoin College with uh, John Cowden and Alicia Goldblatt. Alicia Goldblatt is um, uh, she's. She's a poet, she's a writer. she's an author. She lives up in maine um and uh she's uh contributed uh throughout the years to uh the lyrics for many different albums and melodies and she's just um she's just a wonderful uh uh and talented kind of collaborator that's also within our 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 wonderful wealth of musicians
1: so yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to run out of time, so here's what I think we should do. Let's tell everybody what's going to happen on Monday's show, and then we'll hear you play a song until the end of the show. Monday, maybe nothing makes me feel and believe more in the ideals of the 4th of July and the Declaration of Independence than immigrants becoming U.S. citizens, and that's just what's going to be happening this 4th of July on the old courthouse lawn in downtown Northampton.
2: We'll talk with Center for New Americans director Laurie Millman and Gary Winter, originally from Jamaica, who will become a U.S. citizen on the 4th. And we'll take the same citizen ch- t- citizenship test that he had to take to become a citizen. Plus, John Flansberg from They Might Be Giants joins us, and I will
1: also have no chill then.
2: Yeah.
1: Khalees has a lot of her uh, favorite acts coming Again, on this show. It's-
2: I just get real excited when people I love I get to talk to.
1: Well, let's so, so. hear this band that is older than our engineer, <laughs> Betsy Lankto, who are playing at Gateway City Arts in Holyoke tonight. One more from Spouse. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
9: Oh, be nice if I had the volume up. One, two... <laughs>
8: Are you gonna fly when you go and leave me here? And are you gonna ride when you go into the other side? Who are you gonna miss when every word you write's Just before you. Speak, Are you gonna kiss A wave goodbye Are you gonna Kiss a wave goodbye Are you gonna Kiss a wave goodbye Are you gonna trip When you pick it up To go Take your stupid plans with you Cause I don't wanna know I don't wanna write you out, and know So stick it in your file someone might just give the point And no one to go south don't slow down until you're out of sight. Don't slow down until you're out of sight. Don't slow down until you're out. taken more of a hold. As your heart tries breaking through to your soul. Egos get invaded, ours both get inflated. Down. Who you gonna hurt When you flake on what you swore And savor all the calm before the storm Trains don't always run an hour more Who you gonna hurt Are you going to kiss or wave goodbye? Don't slow down until you're out of sight. Are you going to kiss or wave goodbye? We're
1: going to wave goodbye. Spouse, playing at Gateway City Arts in Holyoke tonight. Thank you so much. Thank
2: Thank you. you. Thank you. (laughs)